everybody, and welcome to part two of the dig. Still digging. I'll, I'll see you on the other side. I don't know. With me to talk about the dig, part two, is my good friend Mike, who doesn't have a last name anymore. He's like Madonna. Hello. Hello. I've run out of quotes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, also accompanying us is my good friend Craig who does have a last name but it is sealed for his protection now I know what my pet hamster felt like you microwaved it? <laughs> oh, that's why I picked that quote <laughs> <laughs> alright so uh, if you haven't listened to part one we talked about the dig as as a whole like uh, where it sat in LucasArts history <laughs> the dig and, as a whole as a whole, just got that man. I, I it's boy. Uh, we also talked about you know um, the aesthetics of it, the graphics, the the music, and all that stuff. So if you want to hear about that stuff, uh, go ahead and go back to part one. And this one, we're gonna start talking about the mechanics and the puzzles and all that kind of stuff, and then move on to the story. But we will have a spoiler wall. So if you're only really interested in this kind of stuff, welcome to part two. Part one sucked anyway. You don't need to listen to it anyway. All right, so cracking right into it. Craig, I hate these puzzles. Um, so they are? Really? I think so. Mike, where do you fall? Um, not, not the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, it, wow. they, they I've got a very... From mm. other LucasArts games by far. Mm. The huge, huge so far. Yeah. The, the biggest problem they've got and the reason that I think they suck is because A, they're not really based in logic and that can be combated by dig enthusiasts and in inverted commas by saying, yeah man, but it's an alien world and blah. I was actually just going to say that. Blah, 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 it's an alien. So you don't really know, but they can all be solved in some sort of trial and error basis. And if your puzzle can all be solved in some sort of trial and error basis, it becomes far less meaningful. And I think, although it's alien puzzles and there's light puzzles and lens puzzles and this, that and the other, and you got to twist this and twist that, at the end of the day, the lens, you just have to click it and if it doesn't work, it's like, oh, I've got to adjust the lens again, and you click it. Oops, I've still got to adjust the lens, and you click it again. It... But hey, but what happens it if you, you have to hold it. down the mouse button on that button? <laughs> like I did initially. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have to listen and you have to hold down that mouse button. I, yeah, the puzzles are a bit weak. It's not a great puzzle toolbox, puzzle box. Okay, now, now I'm coming at it from a different angle because I hate all puzzles in all mm. adventure games. And... Um, my, my, when I first started this game up, I went into it and I'm like, all right, this is the dig. This is special. Gonna really give this a go. So I sat down and I watched the intro and I was like, look at that spaceship. Wow, that's cool. And then little Robert Patrick came floating out of the spaceship and he's like, and then here comes Maggie Robbins. And there comes crazy German man. And then it just sat there and I'm like, are are they gonna, are they gonna talk more? Oh, this is the game! And I just... Immediate head desk. Mm -hmm. It was like, thunk. Oh, man. So right out of the gate, I didn't know what to do. 
didn't know what was clickable, what was not clickable. And so um, brings me to a point. All my rambling brings me to a point. For people like me, uh, otherwise known as stupid, why do adventure games not have a highlight all button? Um, some do. If you have a lot of the other Scum VM games and a lot of like Broken Sword as well, if you double tap or double click, it will highlight all. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and I think some of them as well, there's an, ex- an accessibility thing. You can actually tab through clickable things. And I can't remember what franchise it is that does that, but there's one of them that you can tab through things as well. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Because there wasn't a lot of pixel hunting no. going through this. Uh, the only one I can think of is, you remember where you, I, I almost just said, when you come out on a screen and there's that rock right there, but that's like 90% yeah. of the game. Um, you come out out of a cave and it's where you have to get the eyepiece. Mm-hmm. And there's like a rock and the eyepiece is sort of off to the side of it. Yeah. That was really the only time I ran into where is the There was a bit of p- yeah. pixel hurting in, kind the, of um, thing. in the trap room as well for the weird sort of rat monster thing. Or oh, the rat thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I just pointed at the screen, mm. which means you're right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, but but uh, when you're saying Slack's <laughs> old, do you mean about, so you're talking about making things highlightable? Because I remember... Yeah, yeah, like highlighting... Yeah, like, like in Diablo. Yeah, in... When you you know you hold the alt button, everything gets in a highlight around it. In the Monkey Island remastered games, I remember it used to be that it'd be like a, a hint button or something like that, but it actually affects you getting trophies. Now, of course, there were no Steve, Steam achievements on this anyway, so it didn't matter. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think that's something introduced. Yeah, normally later. there would be there would have been in Steam for the the Monkey Island remasters and for probably the PlayStation Three ones as well. There would have been trophy. Uh, consequences mm. for using that. Um, well, I, d- I just use guide. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say, so like like this, I think, like mechanically is, is one of the problems I have with like this one and the other ones we've done. Because I don't think we've done one, Craig, where it has like a highlight what's interactable. Mm-hmm. And when everything's done in this kind of artwork, right? It's very hard to tell what's interactable and yeah. what's not interactable, and you got to kind of do this sweep across the whole screen to be like, okay, I can interact with this, I can interact with that, and um, uh, your inherent video game knowledge doesn't help because uh, if you're playing something like Resident Evil with, or Final <laughs> Fantasy with the uh, pre-rendered backgrounds, yeah. oh, I can interact with that. Oh, yeah, it's because in you, 3D. you look at it, and or, you know oh, that that glass window, that window on that building looks absolutely amazing. But what the fuck is that big square at the corner of the building? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, I can game this. That might that's like quite a fundamental difference between us, though, because your inherent game knowledge brought that in, whereas my inherent knowledge brought in the opposite. It wasn't about oh, this is like pre-rendered background, so blah blah. It I went the opposite way, so I just did it as a matter of fact. And it do- it doesn't phase. So that's SOP for you, the screen sweep. Yeah, just it's sta- it's absolute standard. Okay, all right. Um, because I, even when you just start, uh, no spoilers or anything, but like even when you just start, like I didn't know you could click on the hog. Okay. Because it looked no different than anything else. I thought we had to go flying off towards the asteroid alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't work out in the end. 
But uh, yeah, I had to come back. Just out of curiosity, and in, is it called the hog in your Americanized version? Because it's the yeah, what's it called? The pig. Oh, maybe I'm just calling it the hog. <laughs> yeah, that's I what don't I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know if it's called the pig or the hog. I I think the hog is a better name. The to hog be is probably a better yeah, name. I'll, I'll talk to George Lucas when I get <laughs> off here. Um, but no, yeah. So I I struggled a lot. Uh, going through this just on like uh, that even that rat puzzle mm-hmm. like knowing that that little dowel is clickable like I, you could see the rod was uh-huh. clickable you were gonna have to do something with the rod you were gonna have to do something with the bones but finding that little linchpin piece was, would have driven me insane if i wasn't using a guide okay. so uh full disclosure yeah uh i i played through it as far as i could without punching my kid in the face and uh <laughs> I almost punched my kid in the face and I went, oh, Dave, I can use a guide. So I did go through this pretty much directed by a guide. Um, not going to lie, I probably wouldn't have finished it if I didn't. But uh, how did you guys, I mean, did you guys rely on hints uh, or anything? With, um, with an extremely high uh, IQ since a young age, I just it just came naturally to me. No, I used a guide for the majority of the game. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, it, it, it shares a lot of parallels with Secret of Mana, which I'm also playing where sometimes you got to just talk to one random person to progress something and like it's it's like sometimes there's mechanics hidden in the background that you're not 100 percent sure what the next step is before the- continuing using a guide that's yeah they're like issue, flagging but, i mean yeah there's there's bits where at some points in the game for example you might need to call a certain person speak about one thing and it'll suddenly mm-hmm. open a new new well part new part of the linear path through the game um i will say one thing uh you adventure game people craig i'm talking to Uh you um you adventure game people have perfected the art of writing a guide oh god yeah like Like, seriously it's nothing but a bullet pointed list of click this click Uh this click this go here (laughs) wow wow even on game faqs there's no you know conservative or liberal screed no. going through all of this this is There's great not... it's just a bullet list if ever any genre needed walkthroughs this was the genre and it's people that like this that can just be clinical and go click this it is do this, brilliant do, do, do. um for me i didn't use a guide i googled the solution to one puzzle which I actually immediately texted you, Dave, and said I feel so guilty because I googled <laughs> the solution. But other than that, I just I just clicked my way through it. But things like you need to talk to a specific person about a specific thing. If there's someone to talk to in an adventure game, you exhaust all options yeah. and then you go away and click other things. Yeah, see that that feels very unnatural. Yeah, to me. no, I just I just do it, and and it's always even if you leave that person and you go and click other things, maybe that person had something else to say about it, so you go back to that person and re-exhaust all options, and just it's a loop. I like. I think exhausting is the right word. I just don't. This is I don't know how I'm wired up differently, and and I'm I'm not alone, but I just don't have a problem with it. I just do it. That- just to jump onto the gameplay for a very God. brief second, I have, to, I have to admit, sometimes when you're talking to people on this using your, um, ooh, uh, oh, I, I finally get to use use my little the- piece of paper, which just suddenly disappeared from me. <laughs> uh-huh. Is it the name of the PDA? Because yeah, that is when, when you are using oh, your penultimate, you are. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you can get into chats with people, and and it can be sort of like a case of you see about eight or nine different things to click on, and you click on one, and you're mm-hmm. going to get about four, maybe five paragraphs of of chat between people, and and if you yeah. click it twice by accident, and it and it turns out you've exhausted that one, and you you're buggered in a way. So there is a quite a lot a of dialogue hidden if you've exhausted. I think it's one of the things that I noticed from this, uh, more or, or different from the other LucasArts games, is it relies a lot more on the dialogue, on speaking to a specific character to unlock another stage than any other game. In any other game, it's about picking up the thing to interact with the thing to interact with the other thing. This is a lot more story-driven and a lot more dialogue-driven. Hmm. So I think we talked about this on... Uh, Day of the Tentacle, but those were in the dark period. Uh, so your standard procedure, like you said, is sweep the screen to see what mm-hmm. you can pick up. Pick up everything like like a Hoover. Yep. Do you go screen by screen or do you like pick up the, um, let's just say the dowel mm-hmm. and then you wander around until you find where it's supposed to go? That's an odd... Uh, does, or do you just pick... That's an odd point that you mentioned because in this game there's not a huge amount of pick something up on, on miles away and then take it to the extremes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no, quite there's a lot not. of pick something up there's in the not. same room that you're going to be using it. With the exception of the, the shovel. That, well, that's what threw <laughs> me off. That's something that it it's... it's ob- Okay, right. It's ob- It was obvious for me from the start that if you're, you're doing something on a screen, it's going to be pretty self-contained. It's not your day of the tentacle where you're picking up something, going to a different room, and then going through time to go to a different room to mix it up this was very much about a practical solution to something right in front of you and it's so evident when you've got when you try to catch the rat to get the thing oh is it now <laughs> you do look like yes. an extra off like um saints row three or something walking around with all these multicolored double-ended things in your inventory box uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice nice diplomatic way to get around to that but i think um no, no, like I, I, in my brain at least, it was all right. This is an adventure game. Let's pick this peak up, and we'll walk around, mm-hmm. and we'll see where it can go. I mean, yeah. After a while, you learn, oh, it's going to be on the same screen, but that very much doesn't feel adventure yeah. gamey to me. It, it doesn't, and like Laura and I are playing through those kind of hidden puzzle things, and we play it very differently. I am of the Monkey Island generation, so you pick up something, you've picked up a chicken bone, and you're like, that chicken bone goes in the hole from four screens ago. So I'm going to go back four screens, put the chicken bone in the chicken hole to figure out what the hell it does. That's how I play games. Whereas Laura would pick up the chicken bone and go, what else can I pick up from this screen? And what else can I interact with? And it's it's a totally... There's two different ways of playing these games. And it, it just depends what one... Whereas it, I pick up the chicken bone and go... I don't know where this is supposed to go. Whatever, <laughs> and then keep moving forward. <laughs> hey, there's, there's rarity in this one, but that's, I'm not even sure I can count. I don't know. I can even count one combination of items thing. Because there's like with all the items you C- combine. No, the items oh, no. there. It says there's... combine with and things, but I don't know if it's ever actually used. Is it? There's no real combine other than something in the environment. You add something to something in the environment, but you don't add something in your inventory to something else. You can't 
and your inventory. Yeah, because yeah, the closest say, yeah. you get, I think, is rewiring a panel to put. You use like um, use something to pull it off. Then you use a wire to plug it in, and then you put another panel on yeah. top of. And that's about as far as it goes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's this is so stripped back, and it is it's like that's what I said last episode. It's very much it feels like it's stripped back and simplified to better tell the story. How effective that is is up for now, debate. When it comes to puzzles, right? There are only really two that jumped out at me and said, "Well, this is stupid." Um, the first one was the turtle. Um. Mm. That seemed very convoluted. You probably just could have thrown the explosive <laughs> at the thing and had it die. Yeah. Um, that was that was one, and I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh." And I didn't really get one that like like the gum on the floor, <laughs> to use a previous example. Mm. Nothing that really hit me like that, other than the turtle and the uh, the one that I can't think of at the. Oh my gosh, I just forgot it. Oh oh, the the big beast that gets Maggie. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> you gotta go around, ignore yeah. everybody mm-hmm. else. Go around, push this rock. It's like, what? what uh, okay, yeah. You could have used the pipe from earlier to just bash the thing in the head. So yeah, I mean, like comparatively to other LucasArts games, uh, this one is a lot friendlier mm-hmm. in terms of puzzles. This to somebody like me. This like I don't know, like Mike, you picked up this with the Indiana Jones games, and Dave, I don't know if you played the Indiana Jones games, but they're a, I played Atlantis. They're a lot more aligned to this way of puzzling. There's a lot more puzzles and a lot less dialogue, but they're a lot more aligned to the simple, practical thing but you you're very very right especially when it comes to that spider monkey captured maggie thing that stood out like a sore thumb it really didn't yeah it was it was a little strange yeah it it just felt like i felt at that point brink should have launched himself onto the spider monkey and snapped his neck because it he was so awesome and so alive um, no, it, it was kind of funny because, uh, like I said, my wife watched it when I watched it on YouTube. And the moment Steve Bloom opened his mouth with that wonderful German accent, she went, oh, he's the bad guy, isn't he? I'm like, yes. Yes, he is. Uh, dude, it's a German in a movie-like thing. Of course he's going to be. Name me one movie other than Run, Run, I, Run, where the German is a good guy. Can I defend Brink? Brink died when he dug the hole. Yeah. That wasn't Brink. <sighs> Brink, and I'm, we might as well talk about the characters now, Brink was a dickweed from moment one. It kind of was. Uh. <laughs> um, and that was a bit of my, my pr- problem with the characters. All right, so let's talk characters, guys. Um, so Brink being a dickweed from moment one, that's fine. You go into space. I would like a space story once where somebody doesn't go crazy. But whatever. Um, so we knew he was going to be the bad guy. Maggie, she's a fun character. She's got a nice little wisecracking going mm-hmm. on until she hits that library. And then she turns into the worst person in the world. All Robert Patrick wants to do is say hi and make sure you're okay. And then you jump down his throat. Yeah. I didn't like Maggie after that. I think I think the way the, way the game had been running, though, it was a lot of sort of wisecracks. And, and sort of, I think at that point she was probably sick of the... You know, sick, sick of Boston and sort of going, eh. I'm fed up with your jokes, <laughs> <Yeah>. Dad. <laughs> so I, I can't blame her too much. 
Also, I mean, I know that happens in movies a lot, but um, I couldn't learn a language from staring at it. No, I don't think many people could. I, <laughs> I, I was buying it up until she spoke to the dead alien. Then I was like, nah, mate. Which I will say they handled rather well. Like, I like that. It was like um, they spoke in a different language and then just suddenly shifted uh-huh. right into English. Can, I like can that. Can I that just good. rewind a very, very quick, while we're talking about languages, just to rewind a tiny bit back to the guides again, just... Just briefly, I noticed that most guides seem to focus on this whole idea that um, the the circle that you're in has different coloured doors, like red doors, blue doors, all, all different doors, right? Now, why is it that... I know I followed a guide for this, and I kept referring back to that, thinking, which, which colour is the red door and stuff? But what, where does the game actually tell you which of these doors are coloured? On it, like... Uh- Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I went round every door with the first coloured thing, and then when one door opened, it opened, and then when I got the second engraved thing, I went round every door. Right, okay, okay, that makes sense. I thought I'd missed something (laughs) through using the guide. I thought with the language thing, I thought I'd missed something key here where someone actually explains which door's which or something. When you figure out one, this this is the whole war of attrition you know, this isn't the way you do a puzzle thing. It's when you figure out how you do one, this is how you do the rest, and you end up doing it going, I know this is a solution. It's a simple solution. I need to just press a lot of buttons to do this. You know, it's it feels a bit... Well, it becomes a task, Exactly, not a yeah. So that's, that's where it fell flat for and, me. And I will let it go, I promise. But I called it a triangle, a cube, a diamond a hexagonal and then uh-huh. sort of blobby circle thing what, what? oh god the blobby circle <laughs> i did exactly the same thing i was like blobby circle thing all that. <laughs> okay perfect right okay let's go let's go <laughs> i just used asterisk instead of the, the the little thing with all the points on it so other than that yes it was the blob mm-hmm. uh okay so Let's actually discuss like the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you did want to experience this for yourself, uh, you may want to cut it off here and go experience it. Otherwise, we will spoil everything. Okay, guys. Okay. So why do the aliens look stupid? Because they're <laughs> alien to you. And you, and they look incredibly it's a Spielberg stupid. Thing. It's because it's a Spielberg thing. Let's leave it at that. aliens. But... But well, I'm War of the Worlds, you know Close Encounters of the, the World Third Kind. Aliens look there stupid. <laughs> E.T. I mean, I mean, I would, I, I don't see those things using those little control rods. They, they, they don't have arms. When you say they look stupid, would you probably maybe say they look alien to you? No, because alien would be something your mind couldn't comprehend. Like, oh, they have a mouth on the bottom of their foot. How does it, you know? Or, or they don't have a torso. Or, you know, that's alien. This is just, oh, you mixed an emu and an ostrich. Isn't it like, isn't it like a less oh. human version of Garrus or something like that? I can't really figure it out. You know, or you're those, not too um, far those off. Those ones in Halo, the big sort of ones who sit on chairs and fly around and look a bit like goats, possibly. Arbiter, uh, arbiters, the the prophets. Arbiters are the ones with the swords. Uh, brutes are the big guys. Ar- arbiters, with the hammers. bosses. I don't know what. 
Yeah, yeah, I think the profits yeah, or something like that. I think. Please don't message us yeah. if you like Halo. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, did, did 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 you guys like that design? Because I thought that was a monumental letdown. I mean, I wasn't expecting mm. Xenomorphs, but I wasn't expecting petting zoo either. Well, we start off with like apparitions and stuff, don't we? It's all like electrical. Yeah. Well, yeah, you get the cool yeah. ghosties. They supposed to be the same Honestly, thing. Honestly, didn't. Yeah, it didn't bother me in the slightest. The, the apparitions really? were, yeah, like your apparitions were the disembodied, you know, floaty bits of the guys that went off to Deep Space Six or whatever the fuck. And. Space Time Space Six. Jeez, yeah. that's why I keep getting confused because I keep thinking of bloody Star Trek. Um, <laughs> and no, 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 the, the, the electrical ghost was just the one. I, just the one guy because everybody else was gone. So that guy. The, the the floaty version of him and the normal version of him and the version of the other aliens, not a problem. Like, I did not have a problem with the way they looked. They don't mm. look well. Can I, can I just say that the, the most anticipated part of this game that never happened was Low going up to one and shaking the beard instead of the hand, but that never actually happened. That would have been amazing. That would have made a 10 out of 10 immediately, but it didn't happen. Ugh. Okay. So I guess I guess uh, that is a small part of a bigger part. Did it bother you? And I know we talked about this a little bit on the first episode, but did it bother you guys how non-hostile the world oh, was? Ooh, that's a that's a good point because there's some pretty mad violence in this game. Yeah, I think this is where this is where the another world stroke out of this world. Sorry, Dave. Um, thing really stood out was. When you do the turtle puzzle and the mad thing comes out and tries to eat you and stuff, I thought, oh, fuck, everything's going to try and bloody murder me and it's going to be just death. Um, The fact that it didn't was a kind of refreshing surprise, actually. Oh, you think it was refreshing? Okay. And I just thought, oh, good, I'm not going to die at every kind of turn. And that... Well, I mean, it's LucasArts. Yeah. You weren't going to die anyway. That... Harked back to the non-violent, like the fact that you have to saw Brink's arm off with the jawbone. That I thought, holy fuck! I can't believe they actually did that in this. And it, it and he just he just jams that life oh, crystal God, right on there and takes it, takes it like a champ. Um, <laughs> it didn't bother me. Not like none of this bothered me. I don't because this was the thing that I said. I think. Uh, another world did better because maybe it's just because of the science fiction mm. I read but you say stranded on an alien world I immediately go you know oh it's a really hostile uh-huh. environment I you know everything's gonna try to kill you which I did like yeah. about uh, out of this world it was like this is gonna try to oh. and then those little leech things with this stupid goofy one <laughs> little tooth are gonna get mm. you right in the shit what you're talking about is if George Lucas hooked up with Sierra to make this game Rather than LucasArts. I guess, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I wanted I wanted them to feel like they were in danger. Yeah. Um, the worst thing that could have happened to these people was they got bored. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I think when they first... I mean, other than when they saw first suddenly, off and... <laughs> Like, a, I'm not sure we've really gone into it, but initially you're trying to set a, an asteroid that's on course with a planet off target so it doesn't hit the Earth. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you're turning into a moon. I, I didn't fully get it get why, but once they've done that blast, they suddenly go, "Oh, let's let's go in and have a little look." And then, then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they end up in like a crystal room. They zoom off in a 
a, another sort of crystal thing and flies off and it looks a bit crystal maze-ish, but we'll ignore that for now. And then that that second that they <laughs> land, it's like I thought, oh, well, aren't they just suddenly going to... Because I was thinking, they have no bloody clue where they are and this is, this is it. They could be a million miles away from Earth or something now and there's no hope and that's it. And all of a sudden I was like, well, none of them seem like... You know, I mean, they're, they're obviously the right choice for astronauts, I guess, but none of them suddenly seem like they weren't they too fast, were or they? Like, <laughs> well, Boston, Boston said before the crystal, right before the crystal maze side of things, Boston said, "I'm actually here to look for signs of extraterrestrial life." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, see, I thought they blew up. Um, maybe I misunderstood that. I thought they blew open the holes in the asteroid to put something in the center of it. And then blow it up, small enough to where none of the chunks would hit Earth. Sorry, I must have misunderstood. No, that was Bruce Willis in that other film. Armageddon. Uh, oh. Deep Impact, I think it was called, right? <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, I'm sorry about that. I think I might have put it in the notes wrong then. But uh, yeah, yeah, like um, the disappointment of the aliens. I think was because I was expecting more. Hostile. Like I was, I wanted District Nine prawns. You know, I wanted something funky yeah. looking. I think, it, and to get that, you would have to have a Sierra esque thing, or you would have to have another another world. You'd have to have you click in the wrong place, you get sucked up by that tentacle. You click in the wrong place, you get melted by that. Well, even if it wasn't like like they did a little bit of what I was looking for. Do you remember towards the end of the game? Where there's that that one that has a little egg gooped onto it, and it comes back yeah, to life. That's, that's oh, yeah, that's that's a mega violent bit. <laughs> like, um, that was really dumb, but um, that weird. The puzzle solution, I mean, was yeah. really dumb. Oh, the the, the dog, but, the uh, other dog, brick, job done. Now that's what'll solve this. I knew the rock was gonna fall. Uh-huh. Um, but no, even if it was just puzzles like that, if I can't get in, this creature is here. But other than sticking your hands into holes in the walls, there wasn't really any danger. And I think if they would have added something like the guy, you know, stepping into an acid pool and go, there he goes, it would have at least added a little bit of tension to it. Because I noticed there was there, when I was playing it, there's no tension at all. Mm-hmm. There was no danger in anything. Yeah. Like I think it, it doesn't so help that yeah, some of the know. environments look a little bit like sort of like the background of a yoga album as well. So it's sort of. Quite, quite. A tr- <laughs> I was going to say a yes <laughs> album. It's quite a tranquil, peaceful sort of. I don't know. Very well. Very is, rich it, person's retreat. I took it. I took it as like it is. You've been sucked off to somewhere Ooh. where nearly everything's died. Nearly everything's died, and blah blah blah. That's blah. a good point. You know, it's it's been thousands of millions of years, but also, I think, the. The whole death thing and the whole, uh, what am I trying to say? The the peril, peril is the exact word. I think that's what was removed when you know, like Lucas Arts ditched Brian Moriarty from it, and George Lucas and Steven Spielberg just went, let's make this more family friendly. There's no deaths. There's no nothing. It just became this barren, not hostile, but not not hostile. Well, within two hours of the game, you've already been introduced to something that on the surface of it looks like it brings things back to life. So you're thinking, yeah, you know. 
Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say. A lot of a lot of my initial impressions about um, what happened were I figured it would be standard space story of some species, you know, your space pirates came down, killed off all the Metroids. Now all the Metroids are dead. So there's got to be still space pirates around. I didn't realize it would be we walked through a door in space yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, a lot of it was confusion about, okay, what's going on? And I guess... I guess I was just a little disappointed with the uh, result of it all. And and that's something that, that I can't honestly knock the game for because, like, Craig, you enjoyed it. You thought it was good. So, I mean, it's a very personal preference thing on the actual story. Yeah. It is a different... It is a completely different scene, really, compared to what you, you're used to expecting in games. Um, Whether it's a success... I don't know. I don't know, really. Well, there's the problem, right? When we talk about games like this, there's the, is it good or is it bad? And especially when it comes down to this, like, even though I, I don't like this, I can't say it's bad, but I don't have enough, uh, I almost said intelligence, but <laughs> I, I don't have enough experience in this genre to say, now what this does here is bad because of blank. Mm. I can just say I liked it or I didn't like it. Yeah, like that's it. I think it's a very, a very splitting thing because you could say, I don't like what this did because it stripped back all of those adventure game mechanics, and it kind of ruined it. It turned it into not a game. Or you could say, I love the fact that they stripped back all of those adventure game mechanics because it let the story come out. There's like it's a very divisive thing, and for as small as subset of people that love adventure games is to then go and split that even further is probably why it's not as popular as it not a good yeah, idea yeah exactly it's <laughs> yeah. like taking a well, small thing and making it small go <laughs> i thought about this right at work because i have nothing else to think about i thought about um how stripped back the dig is compared to monkey island because or day of the tentacle because that's what i played most recently mm-hmm. and Whereas, and these are games I don't have a huge amount of uh, experience in. I haven't played all of them. But this felt closer to, like, uh, your Gone Homes than your oh, yeah. The Witnesses. Do you know, I've got a very, 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 like, much in this ilk, I would have loved to have seen a vaguely heavy rain-esque version of The Dig. You know, like... Don't tell David Cage. Uh, right, okay, right. Let's not mention David Cage. Let's just say okay. that... We've said his name twice. If you say it one more time, he shows up. No! Right, don't look in a mirror. <laughs> no one look in a mirror. It's fine. <laughs> um, just something that was a lot more interactive fiction. I think that's... Until Dawn. Until Dawn. Yeah, something like Until Dawn, something like Heavy Rain, something, something in that ballpark. If it had come... Later, I think it would work so much better, and I, th- I would, I think the traditional adventure game mechanic would ruin this. I think if you had to pick up a pole and take it to another room to dip it in some fruit, to take it to another room to have an animal nibble at it, to figure out what the symbols were on it, you know, like all of that bollocks would have ruined this entire game. The story was so subtle that it needed to be simple all the way through. So... Uh, pin that. Because I gotta, I gotta point out, I think you're a little bit wrong. Um, because you did like it. 
Oh, that, that the way it is. Yeah. So it can't be exactly stuck in that dead middle ground area. I mean, you plus other people even back in the day liked it. Like, oh god, no, I, no, I, yeah. I don't. No, I'm I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I'm thinking about modernizing it or the re-release oh, or okay, I'm sorry, like. Just a more up to date. You couldn't just well, you could just remaster it or something. But see if see if you thought of a remake. We're going to remake the dig. It would be in that fashion. Mike, you've been quiet. What, what do you think of the of the actual story of this? Um. So I've 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 grown up watching a lot of like Spielberg movies and stuff like that. I, I, you know, I I gen, genuinely sort of liked him for a good chunk of my childhood before probably a certain point where I went. Oh, I've seen Robo. I've seen Robo. AI. I'm, I'm happy. Oh, you know, I I can progress <laughs> further. And, and I don't know. I don't know. Because Spielberg sort of went through a bit of a weird period where he started doing stuff like like Munich and stuff, where it started going a bit, a bit darker and graphic and things and and all sorts. And and this was well before then, obviously. But I don't know. In terms of the story, it's like I think it gripped me initially, and I was like. I probably would have liked to spend a bit more time just in space faffing about and doing a bit more, maybe even playing a bit of a prologue to the game as well. I don't know, something like that. But um, I think once I finally got into the whole whole story of it, it was like I was having a hard enough time with a few of the initial puzzles. So then to start understanding the history of an alien race and things like that. And there's such a reliance on just that, that little museum section where you're supposed to look at all these small, what initially look like completely nonsensical things. I mean, there's like a moon puzzle, which is out of nowhere on a, some sort of written thing on the side of a wall. And you're going, <laughs> oh, bloody hell. You know. And the thing is, I think that puzzle itself is actually upside down as well then, with some sort of alien version of a 12 o'clock sign to show you which way it should be. And, ugh, you go, but, but I think... I think ultimately, when you come through to what I thought was supposed to be the weakest point, which is is the ending, I, th- I thought that was, it was okay by that point. I thought, you know, I thought of, I don't know, shall we jump to the ending, or or do you want to? Well, well, hold on. Well, I, I got a few more things. Like um, playing through this, the closest analogy I had was missed, mm. right? Uh, and I hate that game. God damn it! But um. I'm sorry, dude. These games drive me insane. Story. Don't want to have to go through that. I thought it was just walking around well, Encarta, see, that's a, Roma, yes, it does. Roman period. <laughs> no, uh, we were actually playing Mind Maze the oh, entire time. No. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine uh, waking up tomorrow and going, "Fuck it, this is Mind Maze." This is. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that jester when I was a kid. I wanted to answer all of his questions. No, like, like. A mist. It, it kind of has a nice parallel because in the mist, you're in the mist. Ooh, the mist was a very different thing. But in mist, you're dropped on an alien world. And not only do you have to figure out the puzzles to progress, you also have to puzzle out the story. And in the dig, you're dropped on an alien world. You need to solve puzzles to progress and to you actually have to find what the story is. I think where I hit the most friction was in Mist once I found out what the story is about like the, all the different worlds and in, in, in all the different books and this guy's kids are ripping out pages while he's in them and th- this that that was cool. Uh, I it was really interested in that story and that's why I finished that 
thing. I thought Mist um, was in ancient the Greece. Dig. Is it an alien world? No, 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 no. It was, it was all these different. You would enter all these different worlds through all these books that, that oh, this no. man created. And his kids were going through and trying to take the worlds that are in the books. And it was oh, an interesting okay. story, like in terms of just, oh, hey, this is cool to work out. Um, the dig, I think once the mystery was solved of what this is, it fell flat for me. I think that's the only really best way I can describe it. Like as soon as I found out, oh, these little llama things. Oh, the, uh, oh, oh, that was, oh, okay, fine. We'll bring them back. Uh, there wasn't like, I mean, once other than landing on an alien world, found things that bring things back from the dead. That's very cool. That's a very interesting hook. Meet the guy that says, this was my second biggest mistake. And my first biggest mistake was I opened dimensional travel. You're like, oh, that's cool. Okay, so what happened? Oh, everybody just went in. Oh, that was it. That's where it just kind of ended for me. Uh, And if it wasn't for Brink, uh, like Brink going crazy, I I think the story would have done a complete nosedive for me uh i'm a little disappointed they took the coward's way out when dealing with brink yeah but again family friendly I think that's, stuff going on so it's probably the biggest the biggest uh is okay i'll just nip back and i'll just go and bring out brink who's very repentant and maggie who will either slap you or cuddle you, depending on what you did with Brink her. does actually have like a bit of a hunchback yeah, thing going on as well, strange. just to make him look even more. Sort of, you know, he <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Her. Space time didn't treat him very <laughs> no. well. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I meant like his actual death scene. Um, yeah, they could even look have... like him as well. It looks like Rutger name? Hauer. Very no, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, they couldn't have low actually kill him or or defeat him or knock him out or even throw a punch he had to do the disney fell mm. off a cliff and at first i was like okay yeah it's a family friendly thing that's fine but then you see the scene where you know uh, even though maggie says hey don't revive me if i die if you revive her did either of you guys do yeah. that i did I not on youtube and I then i loaded my save and did <laughs> okay uh yeah i mean the scene of her just jumping off of a cliff well that's not very family friendly mm. the lady just committed suicide so why did you take that i guess it's uneven tones too yeah. are a bit of a problem but i mean the development history explains yeah. all that so i yeah well, spo- spoilers I for another lucasarts um, game but i mean in in other games where they sort of do the get out of jail card at least there's a little little nodding wink to the camera or something like that i don't know just to... talking about monkey island 2 to be honest but i mean I'd like the yeah, ending of yeah. Monkey Island too. I think it's pretty, well, think pretty, that, pretty that good. Did pretty much a very similar thing, but did it sort of right? It yeah, was way uh, clever. Yeah, way oh, more clever. Like hun- yeah, but I don't know. So, uh, last thing I want to talk about is that the 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 was it just it's the end of the game? You got to have a girl that likes you by the end of the game. That was very strange. That she just comes out and wham, I love you so much, man. It was like, oh, because you were very frustrated and annoyed with this man 20 minutes ago. This is strange. Oh, like. Did that hit anybody else's weird? Did I, did I, 
like, okay, right, this must just maybe be an idiot, but I totally missed any other vibes other than a thanks for keeping your promise and not reviving me. Here's a hug. Well, okay. Well, well, okay, if you do revive her and then finish the game, mm. he says, well, I couldn't go on without you. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I didn't really get that vibe, but uh, all right, fine. I mean, you're on an alien world and there's a crazy German, a lady, and you, mm-hmm. I guess. Let's repopulate yeah, this alien was... world. <laughs> Hang on, she says about him, I um, couldn't have got on without you. She I was going to say, it would have been to her because she to technically when... translates the alien language on the spot, doesn't she? And so manages to make the ending possible. Yes. Uh, it is It is a little... No, yeah, because he says to her, I couldn't go on without you. When she comes out and says, why did you revive yeah, me? Right, right. And then he says, I couldn't go on without you. So, huh. Uh, I did like the little nod to, well, if you humans don't behave, we'll crush you like bugs. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what they would do with those yeah. T-Rex arms. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they built what they built to begin yeah. with. But uh, anything else you guys want to bring up about the story? Um, it is very simple. I'm sorry we didn't go beat by beat, but then we would have completely spoiled yeah. the, any reason to play the game. No, it's it's simple. Oh, God, it's simple. That's why I'm saying it's subtle. It's just it's just soft. That's the word that's soft and just, it's just a thing. It's just a thing that happens and that's it. Yeah, it, it, you show up expecting the Martian Chronicles and instead you get Marsney's moms. That, that, that's that's about it. Um, and, and don't take me poking holes in the story as saying this is bad because I don't think it's bad. It's just, I guess, me still internalizing why I don't like this entire genre of video game. Mm-hmm. It's just strange to me that uh, you know I just just don't like them. Um, well, anyway, at least at least if we got bored, we got to use so that, much. play that little lander game, didn't we? But I could not land that goddamn thing. Did anyone try it? No, uh, no. <laughs> so on the penultimate, you can you can press what, what, a little thing and do a oh, okay. like a lander game where you just the amount of gas to land on a planet and stuff. Absolutely rock, rock, rock hard. I didn't know rock that. Hard. Don't do it. You were, or the game was. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Mm. Well, I, I'm pretty much, and and I guess here's my other question. So, this is this is the first game I played that was this old that did sort of that softening of all the edges of adventure game mechanics. Like it's it's almost seems like this started the trend of let's not have the verb bar. Yeah. I mean, I know I did didn't make that switch. Mo- Monkey Island did, right? It, Was Monkey Island the first context sensitive clicking? Man- Maniac Manic Mansion didn't have it. Maniac oh, Mansion on. had a verb oh, bar. Um, okay, so this seemed almost like a prototype of hey, let's try to soften the mechanics here a little bit. Um, and I mean, uh, like I said, I think that's what eventually became the first person you're not really playing a game you're more exploring a place like you're gone homes or you're everybody's gone to take a very very long walk to the rapture oh fuck off um, <laughs> sorry i'm sorry i just that came out of nowhere but fuck that oh, game <laughs> um that was very 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 bad um but yeah where's where's the adventure games we have today 
all harken back to the era that was before this and then slightly after this. I, I, I again, I'm not very familiar. Is anything harken back to this kind where it's an adventure game light? Mm, what, what was the one game that keeps popping into my head and I keep thinking maybe in a parallel universe that would have been this episode, but I, I keep thinking of Westwood's Blade Runner. Like, is that... Is oh, that wow. A, is, was that along a similar sort of line? I know it had a lot of sort of like checking for replicants through checking their eyes and stuff like that as well. And, uh, a lot of Voink Kampf thing going I? on. <laughs> I had a lot of Voink Kampf tests yeah, going on. But uh, I don't remember if that had a void, uh, a, ver- a void, a verb bar. Not sure. Not sure. I'll have to play it again. I don't. Uh, you do it. I, okay. I don't want to. Uh, so next up uh, on Craig, the better fact. I'll wrap, I'll wrap it up. I was just curious, like, like because all the throwbacks, like, you have your Dropsies, your Thimbleweed Parks, your uh, your other ones that I can't think of, it's your Tex Murphys. Mm-hmm. They all go verb bar. Would you be interested in seeing, let's try this idea again? I would, I would play this again, but I don't, I, I genuinely don't, I think, the verb bar, I don't think the story's strong enough to s- sustain having some sort of verb bar puzzle. You would end up thinking, I did all that crap just for this. Do you know what I mean? Okay, that's understandable, yeah. So I think like the way the, the normal LucasArts style gets away from it is, I did all that crap, but it was fucking funny the whole time that I did this, I just connected that rubber chicken to this, that, and the other, and did this, that, and the other, and it was funny. I don't know if this was... Uh, okay, don't, don't, no. Nah. Anyway. But, <laughs> I just... How'd you know I was pointing at the screen? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, it was a question I meant to ask last episode, but you just reminded me. Um, do you guys prefer your adventure game serious or jokey? Because I kind of have the opposite reaction where, oh, I did all that crap for that joke? Did we... Like, I prefer I, serious stuff, I, I, I think. thought we answered this. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Did we? Um, I, oh, well, not, again, not necessarily. I, we were talking more about in context of the animation, I think. Oh, and um, the graphic style. I, I, I think it depends on the purpose. I really like both as my fence-sitting, but actual genuine <laughs> answer. I think ultimately, ultimately for me, I'm going to have to think that if we go all the way back to how the history of this game, the the game that followed this was, of course, uh, Full Throttle, if I remember right. And that was... It was a very brief game, if I remember right, but it was also jokey a bit. Uh, I think the animation was slightly more to my taste. And ultimately, it it's, a lot more it's probably the one that's going to stick with me for long. I mean, I couldn't remember any of the names of the, the characters in, in in the dig, to be honest, when we started recording. But but I could remember like Limburger <laughs> and stuff like that straight away off mm-hmm. Full Throttle. And I think I think Full Throttle did things a little bit better in a very short period of time. Um, but it's not going to capture that sort of sci-fi angle, which... Which, you know, put me off the game in the first place. And, and that's ultimately, I wanted to try this to see, can I get a sci-fi game to get me fully invested? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. If, I don't know if it works. Well, we can also answer that next <laughs> week. Or next recording. But, uh, yeah, like, like I mean, I'm not as much a sucker for sci-fi as I'm sure everybody mm. knows. But uh, I'm not averse to sci-fi. I like sci-fi. 
Um, so yeah, I, I guess let's do final thoughts because we're spinning around the drain here. Um, so let's go first for final thoughts and recommendations. Well, I'll go first in my final thought of, um, I really like this game. Thank you, Mike, for picking this game to play and just go and play the dig. It's ace. Come on, people. Can you dig it? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> yes, can Craig can. <laughs> Honestly, right, come on. It's it's not as complex as a standard LucasArts Verbard adventure thing. It's probably could have been done better if it was 10 years later or 20 years later and it was a David Cage special, you know, where you just had... No, you did it! Oh, damn it, I did it! I Oh, God. Now he's going to tell us all his friends with Willem Dafoe Dave, and Ellen Page. He's in my living room. He's in my living room. <laughs> Help. Is he asking you to get naked with mocap balls on? <laughs> um, I, I, just think, I just think at the end of the day, it's a short snap, great game, and it really highlights how people were pushing the boundaries of how to tell a story back in the day. How do You know, like, this could have easily been a shit film. Or a, sh- a shit TV. You know, it could have been so many shit things and instead it was a good game. Although, Dave, you might say it was still a shit game. I don't know. You know, <laughs> But it just, it's, it's a, one of those pushing the boundaries, cool stories that I just think, you know, it highlights so much. It highlights difficulties in development and changing atmospheres and everything. It's just, it's a nice wee game. Yeah. Well, to, to follow up exactly from there, um, I didn't know what to expect. I still think this game has some of the best sort of promotional shots ever to intrigue you into wanting to play the thing. Now that I've played it, I don't think it's fully what I what I wanted. It's not fully what I wanted, but if you if you set the scene right, you get the right music, the right backdrop good animation going there's 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 something good there to see um ultimately i don't think it was fully the game for me but um, you know it's it's inspired me it's like i've been saying multiple times i i wouldn't in fact during the break i said i mean a week ago's break (laughs) i said uh (laughs) you know i'd like to play more I've, i've i've been thinking of blade runner more i've been thinking of what other lucas arts games have i not given the time to what do what else do i not fully identify with but maybe i'd get some some fun from and um yeah it's short enough puzzles rock hard user guide and uh <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> get, get the best of that budget because it's in a cheap price it's it's a decent little runner um can't fully recommend it, but I'd say it's it's definitely ticks off my list, and I'm I'm happy to have done that. So, Dave. And now we're down to me. Oh dear God. Um. It's it's very hard to get your mind in the right spot because you know oh so many people are relying on us for our opinions. When you you're walking into something you know you're not going to like, you know you walk into the doctor's office knowing you get a cortisone shot, you're not going to be a happy camper, but. All of that preconceived notions aside, I didn't hate my time with this game as much as I would have if, you know, Mike said, hey, let's do Leisure Suit Larry or King's Quest or, 
you know, any of those kind of adventure games. Uh, I think I think the dig should be a little more remembered than it is, especially in the hearts of LucasArts people, because this might be the best starting point I've stumbled across to a LucasArts game. You don't have that barrier of entry that involves both humor and puzzles. This is very light on the puzzles, but what is there is a little ridiculous, but not, you know, take some cat hair and put it on your face to pretend it's a mustache. Um, so all in all, I'm not down on the dig at all, really. It's just like you're trying new food and turns out you don't really like the flavor of Loganberries. You know, it, it, it's not, I'm not angry at this game at all. It's just kind of there and it's like, oh. Okay, this is cool. It also is a very interesting little note in uh, a company's history that this company was at like the top of the game, man. And there was this one and Loom that came out and it just went over okay. So it's always cool to see a company at the height of their power put out something that isn't great, but it's still not bad. So if you're interested in adventure games, um, I'm sure you've played something other than The Dig, but this is a good starting point to get LucasArts flavor without maybe you don't click with the humor or maybe you don't like the verb bars or it, it's a nice even middle ground to start from. Uh, Mike, I still hate you for picking this because... Because? Because. <laughs> but um, no, I'm, I'm glad I finally knuckled down and did it. It was an interesting experience. So... Next week, we are also going to space with Craig. What did you pick for next episode, not next week? Next episode, hilariously, is going to be Gears of War, which... is about as much a 180 as you could get. Yep. It'll be good fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. We're playing Gears of War 1 through 5, and we're going to speak about them all in about 45 minutes. Turns out that I hate this show, and I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... So yeah, next step, next search for Rewind is going to be Gears of War. What's the next big one? The next big one is going to be the mid-year review, which we've yet to talk about, schedule, or discuss in any way, shape, or form that I'm just throwing in there just for the sake of it. We should do it around mid-year, to me. Well, it will release on the 2nd of July, so, you know, that's pretty much okay. bang smack in the middle of the year. Give or take, yeah. Uh, so what's the next big game, Craig? The Outer Worlds. Boy, you say that with such enthusiasm. I'm really looking forward to playing that again, honestly. I absolutely cannot wait as, to speak about it. As you know, I'm a um, huge sci-fi fan, so uh, very much. <laughs> um, I, as soon as I heard Obsidian was making a space RPG, I was signed on because I like Obsidian. But uh, I, I, I bought it like close to release but i've been mm. holding on to it because i knew we were going to do it for the episode so i'm really really itching to get it's into it real, um, i've played it one and a half times and i'm going to play it another one and a half times in time for the episode and i just i can't wait i can't wait to talk about it with you guys it's my pick for the entire year of awesomeness it's going to be amazing it's going to be so good Okay, so so the next week, next episode, we're going to do Cyberpunk? Oh, my God. Cyberpunk is coming out. <laughs> it is. Uh, no, okay. So, yeah. Next big episode is going to be The Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. So, if you have anything you want to say about that, uh, you can do so at TheBitEffect.com where we have a nice little forum for you. 
after that, the next big game is my pick, and if you're going to play it with us, you better get started soon, because it's Darkest Dungeon. Uh, Mike said this is his favorite game, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see what he thinks mm. about it. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, see, <laughs> we here at The Bit Effect are not above petty reprisals. He picks the dig. I picked Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> it's just the way things go sometimes. So, yeah, if you have any thoughts on either the Outer Worlds or Darkest Dungeon, or even if you want to send in your thoughts on, hey, what have you played so far this year that has really made an impact on you, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, then go ahead and send your thoughts about those games into us, and we'd love to read them. Uh, even if we don't read them on the episode, we still read everything that comes into us because we're lonely, lonely men. Um, other than that, thank you very much for listening, and uh, gentlemen... Uh, what's your sign-off phrase? Don't make promises you might not be able to keep, Maggie. Oh, nice. I was going to go along the lines of what would happen if I hadn't brought a spade with me, but we already did that bit. (laughs) 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 Oh, well. Well, Craig says goodbye. And, uh, so, until next time, we will see you later. And I already said thanks for listening, so I'm not going to go on a scree. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next time on The Outer Worlds or Gears of War if you like the retro ones. So, see you later. See you.